Alright, so greetings ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Cooperative Podcast. We're going to be talking about Resident Evil spinoffs and how could they be improved. We have an ensemble cast here today and I'd like to introduce them all. So, Bow Devil Don, could you introduce yourself please? Hey, how's it going? Um, a lot of shit tier spinoffs and a lot of uh, average spinoffs, but can't wait to talk about that, so uh, yeah. Alright, so, Mr. Ghost? Oh, hey, how's it going? Um, yeah, I think most of the spinoffs are pretty shit, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drillbit, how about you? Hey, how's it going, everybody? Yeah, my opinions on the spinoff are mixed, but I do have a lot to say about them, so this should be fun. Um, Brando is uh, history as far as this is concerned, but if he comes in the call, then uh, we will give him a quick introduction really quickly. I'm Renegade Operative, the co-host of the Cooperative Podcast, and let's get into it. So we have question number one here. What do you think is the main problem with the modern Resident Evil spinoffs as of today? So who wants to go first? Uh, I can go first, if you don't mind. Okay, Drillbit, you can be next. Yeah, okay. Um, so as far as the main or more modern uh, spinoffs are concerned, I think some of the bigger problems, especially with like games like Operation Raccoon City, Umbrella Corps, um, their lack of development time, uh, is like very jarring. I think that's like one of the biggest problems that those uh, spinoffs have. Like uh, Operation Raccoon City feels like it could have used at least a good two or three more years before it was released. Uh, because the way that game was released, I think it only got one patch, kind of like uh, DMC Definitive Edition, and it it's still a buggy mess. I mean, you can go and take a look at our playthrough of that game on the on the TCP channel, and it's just it's just an utter nightmare. Um, the idea behind that game, and I, I think we'll talk about that, it was it was an interesting one, but the way that it was handled as far as development was concerned, it was not so great, especially because it seemed like multiplayer was the bigger focus as opposed to, you know, just making a, a consistent game as far as, like, quality is concerned. That's where we come into Umbrella Core, and Umbrella Core, it's, you know, it's a game that was, again, focused on multiplayer, and nobody got bought into it because they remembered Operation Raccoon City. And lo and behold, it's potentially even worse than Operation Raccoon City. Um, I haven't played that game enough to, to know if that's the case or not, but until I do, which eventually it's going to happen whenever Ren sends me that cancerous code, uh, <laughs> you know, it, you'll you'll know for me what I think about it. But as far as that's concerned, it, it is just a game that is, you know, just, those games just have that problem where they don't have enough development time and they just turn out to be buggy messes. Um, then we lead into something like the Revelation series, which Revelations one it was an all right game, not too bad. It it was a great setup. It was you know interesting you know self-contained story but then we go into revelations 2 and revelations 2 decides okay we saw the evil within and how reviewers and whatnot were praising it therefore revelations 2 should be exactly like that and it's like what <laughs> you know and and it just kind of mind-boggling why they would even try to do that um but 
for the most part, I, I would say like that issue with, with those particular games, it's just kind of more of not keeping consistent. I mean, is, if there's ever going to be another installation of Revelations, who knows, they might improve on that or they could worsen on that. But that is something that as far as like consistency and how the stories and whatnot are set up, it, it could use some work. Um, and then other than that, I mean, we had Mercenaries 3D on, on 3DS and the two Wii titles that were also ported to the PS3. Um, going off of Mercenaries 3D, from what I've hear, heard, it's a pretty average game. I'm actually kind of surprised they didn't try to port that over to console. Um, and then with the Wii titles, I've only played like two minutes worth of each. And I'm just like, this is boring. <laughs> I'm going to go play something else now. So, uh, yeah, that that that's my two cents on the uh, main titles, main uh, modern titles. So, uh, drill bit, how about you? Well, personally, my thoughts on the spinoffs are they're kind of mixed and... Uh... And I think the main problem with them is that mainly because they do try, mainly because I think some of them just play safe a little too much and try to appeal to the mainstream crowds, like with Operation Raccoon City kind of being a SOCOM ripoff and just trying to appeal to the shooter crowd, which it's not bad to experiment with it, but like Dom said, there wasn't enough development time given into it, which led to it being a mess. I do think that they should try to experiment more with the games like the Wii, like the Wii Resident Evil Rail Shooter games, because for what they were made for, they're actually pretty well made and they're and they're pretty fun for the most part. Though Dark Side Chronicles is a little more mixed for me because the camera can be kind of jarring at times. But for what it is, it wasn't a bad idea. Though I do think that Capcom should try. Though I I I'm not against the idea of Capcom experimenting with the experimenting with the series and spin-offs i do think that it would have been far better i do think that having more of a quality control could have made them more consistently good rather than having it mixed personal personally i think they should try maybe experimenting with more titles like the outbreak series since at the time ps2 didn't even have voice chat so all you had to rely on were commands which while it did make it challenging did kind of take away from the whole team-based thing Resident Evil Outbreak was going for. And, yeah, that's just my thoughts on it. Okay, so, um, I guess I can go. So, Umbrella Core, I played it over the free weekend that they had on Steam, and it was absolute fucking trash. I could not stand the fact that that game was just so poorly made and easy to execute stuff like headshots you had this stupid little hook that you can kill people with in one hit it was just an erratic mess of things it was arguably even more worse gameplay wise than operation raccoon city at some points because all the ideas they had in mind they tried to stick to the wall in terms of a competitive multiplayer shooter and it just didn't work. If that game was a far cry from Resident Evil, then ORC was just a godsend compared to uh, Umbrella Core. I just couldn't stand that game. Uh, and as for ORC, I mean, it had tons of bugs, issues. Uh, we had a glitched tyrant in one of the chapters where we couldn't progress for some weird reason on Professional. So 
I play two shitty RE spinoffs. When it comes to the light gun games, I am glad that they added some lore into there, even though uh, it's not the greatest. I wish they could have fleshed that out more in the main games, but they did add something so people can go and play those games and find out more of the story, discover more about stuff that happened behind the scenes and events that they never saw in the mainline games. So I give them some credit. And then I played a little bit of Survivor. Um, it felt too slow for a first person shooter, to be honest. And that kind of killed the game, but I do think that Survivor is an interesting premise. It goes into a question that I had Don word into later about them experimenting with new ideas. And I guess if you count Revelations 1 and 2, those games were fantastic to me, even though I have some hate for Revelations 2 because they tried this whole garbage that we're going to talk about later. Uh, so that's how I feel about the side games. I think Revelations and uh, Outbreak could have some potential later on down the line. And I also think that the same applies for Survivor. It could have some potential if they experimented with it and made it good. The other games give up on ORC and multiplayer shooters because it's not working out for everybody. So that's how I feel. So to Mr. Me, like, oh, Outbreak... I was about to call you too. <laughs> oh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> um, Outbreak was just insanely hard. Like, saving was nearly impossible. And sometimes the file would get deleted. It it was just hard, and I didn't like it because, like, the learning curve was so hard to. It, it's just it was just hard. It was a hard game, so I didn't really play all that much of it, but I didn't like it. Yeah, well, to, well, I'd argue that it's because the game was clearly built for online, so some of the experience is taken away if you play it offline, and it's not, and. It obvi it's obviously going to be a lot harder if you play by yourself compared to playing with actual people. Yeah, it's a fair point. But I mean, back then it was like it was really hard to get online. Well, true. Since you needed like I think you needed like an adapter to even go online with PlayStation Two. Yeah. Even then, even then there was no voice chat back then. It was. Yeah. That was just a mess of a game, and I I don't know. It was just a hard game too. Uh, Raccoon City to me just felt like uh, like a third-person Call of Duty in a zombie-filled town. There were lots of guns, explosions. Didn't like it because I don't. I'm not personally a fan of just that shooter genre. Uh, and Revelations was the only one I, I I liked actually. Like it was, it controlled great. The sound design was awesome, and it just felt eerie. It felt like a great horror game. And I never actually got around to any of the uh, sequels to Revelations, but the first one was amazing. I definitely agree on that front. I, I, I don't think I could find anything wrong with the first one, other than the fact that I don't think that you could play raid mode with a... Uh, could you play it, like, online or something like that? You I know. could play it online. The, the, the thing is, is that they limited it to... Um, on, on the... The console version, you had to download the catalog, so you have to download on disc DLC, obviously. Damn. Um, which sucks because it's like if you if you're playing and you know your buddy has uh, what is it like the Samurai Edge and whatnot, if if they like pre-ordered the game and whatnot, then it's like you have to download those catalogs, which sucks. Um, you know, the other thing is too is that I think they fixed this in Revelations too. I think, but in Revelations one. Uh, you have to actually beat the entire game to unlock all of the stages. Um, and not to mention, I think you also have to like um, play through like each stage individually before you mo keep moving on. It was some kind of weird limitation to it. 
Um, also, the weapon level cap. There, th- that was a thing. Um, oh, but God, yeah. which which was removed in Revelations too. Uh, like there's still weapon levels, but they you and and that weapon end up getting like nerfed or something if you if you're below that level or something like that until you reach that level. Uh, but it, it, it was a uh, meh. Um, my my whole issue with Revelations, and I think we'll get into Revelations a little bit more later, but um, one was a great game. Uh, there were some issues with it, especially with the partner that was completely useless compared to, like, even Resident Evil 5. Um, oh, is that the one where you could just, like, put her, like, in a dumpster and she would stay there? No, that's 4. Oh, okay, no, yeah. Yeah, Chris but, 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 would not help you at all. But, yeah, like Chris or Parker, they would not help you, especially in that final fight in in, in Infernal mode. Fuck Infernal mode, by the way. <laughs> but the only thing that's good out of that is the custom parts. But I digress. Um, the the way that they set the game up in Revelations one, great game. Revelations two, not so much, but the gameplay overall is better than Revelations one, in my opinion, especially the dodging. Yeah, I remember that. That was a great mechanic to have. Especially in boss fights, it was pretty good. Mm. Alright, so I think we can move on to number two. So, Mr. Don, could you read that off, please? Is there a good spin-off title that you you really enjoyed that should be a mainstay in creative ideas or premises that Capcom had in mind, such as Outbreak, Revelations, Mercenaries 3D? Uh, those are some examples. Um, yeah, I would say that, um, I'm actually kind of surprised Mercenaries 3D, they didn't try to, like like I said, I'm surprised they didn't port that over to console. Um, Outbreak, I'm surprised they haven't tried to push again, especially, um, you know, with like an HD collection with, with a revitalized online, because, let's face it, that game, you know, despite not being so great on PS2, it was ahead of its time. You know, it, it was way ahead of its time, and, and I think that if it came out, like, on PS3 or PS4 even, it would work so much better now. Um, so I think they should really try to look into maybe bringing it back, especially since Resident Evil 2 Remake is coming out, so maybe they can find some ways to tie it in uh, to, to that remake and potentially even uh, with Resident Evil 3 if that game ever gets remade. Uh, Revelations, as mentioned before, uh the games are great, it's just that they do kind of have to work on the consistency of the quality and whatnot in that game, especially with the storytelling. Um, as far as other titles are concerned, uh, like Operation Raccoon City and Umbrella Cord, no. Um, I, you know what, I, I'll wait till we get to number three because I see that that's also a question. So, uh, but yeah, no. <laughs> but, um, Gun Survivor or Survivor, whatever it was, um, maybe, maybe they can bring it back. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I played a little bit of uh, Dead Aim, which is Gun Survivor 4 in Japan, I think it, I think it was called. Uh, it's part of uh, that, that whole little, like, series of first-person arcade shooters or whatever that are based in uh, Resident Evil, although one of them is based off of Dino Crisis. Um yeah, I, I think they could maybe bring it back, uh, but it really just all depends, um, you know. But 
as far as it's concerned, I think the main three should be they should be looking into our outbreak revelations and uh, mercenaries. Yeah, because uh, to add on to that, I really want a mercenaries game that has everyone, every character from the series put together. And that could be their way of uh, putting in something that's really good that fans will enjoy. I'm surprised they didn't do this um, not too sooner, actually, considering the fact they did do Mercs Reunion and they did Mercs 3D. So I would like to see a Mercenaries-based game based on all the characters, all the weapons, all the setups, and just made better. And and to kind of go off of that point, too, really quick, like, uh, I think Mercenaries 3D also had a mix of, like, uh, characters and weapons from the uh, from mercenaries in re4 um as well as some new exclusive characters to that particular uh, game like claire redfield for example um and, and and one thing that i know of for sure about that game is that you can swap loadouts and whatnot and i actually think that's a very good idea because if you're just playing as uh you know whatever character and they or, you know, they all have a set loadout, but if you can swap between, like, uh, like, say you really like uh, Chris Redfield and you want to play as Chris Redfield, but you don't like his loadout, you really like the way that, uh, say, like, Barry Burton is set up, you know, where he's got, like, a sniper rifle and a handgun and that, that's all he's got, right? You, you can swap that in between and, and there you go. Uh, I think, like, stuff like that would actually really work. Uh, and oh, especially yeah, like on the spot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be great. Like it wouldn't be necessarily on the spot, but before you actually start a, a mercenaries match, it would you'd be able to like set that up, um, and and especially if like you know I know a lot of people like to bag on RE6, but for control purposes and especially the way mercenaries is set up in that game, I think that if they had mercenaries and it played like RE6 as far as like what you can do with like dodging and sliding and whatnot, I think it could pull out some very interesting things especially if you have like no mercy going yeah especially i think of uh the only thing they really need to do is kill the roadie cam because it's not doing it for me uh have the same camera where it's still behind the shoulder of the player just like it is on revelations 2 um that'd make perfect sense actually for uh gameplay aesthetics and i think um you'll be able to just be not disoriented when it comes to running and the fucking cameras like into the ceiling and shit Oh, yeah. So, uh, I guess if they had any other ideas they could take that's creative, I would say, uh, personally, the tone and thematics of the Revelation series, maybe they could implement that more into either their mainstay games or put them more into side games, making them, like, have that creepy and um, sense of atmosphere in those games without compromising the gameplay because that's what Revelations 1 really did well. Um, it was still a pretty tense ride throughout, and it still played like an over-the-shoulder Resident Evil game, but they put those like elements together, and I didn't see that from stuff like RE6 or RE5. They just mostly kept to, you know, stop-and-pop shooting. So I-, I think that having that sense of threat is just really interesting for that type of game. Mm. So they need to keep that uh, aesthetic in place. So that's what I think. I haven't played Outbreak, so I can't comment. But I would suppose a lot of fans are very excited if it came back. So just give the fans what they want. I mean, you can still play it offline. Uh, and I think you can get it to work on online servers for, like, Japanese servers or whatever. But the thing with that game is, um, at least for File 1, I don't. I haven't played File 2. The AI is just such 
dog shit. Like, you're <laughs> gonna constantly hear the one mailman or whatever going like, my life is shit, and it's just like, dude, dude, shut up. Shut up. You're not helping. And <laughs> and just the fact that, um, like I said, the game is ahead of its time, uh, but I think I think it was Ghost that was saying, like, that uh, the games are just, you know, hard. And, yeah, and really I think hard. partially, you know, partially due to the fact that, um, you know, the AI is just really bad in File 1, and um, also because of the fact that, like, you know, Resident Evil has always had limited item slots, but Outbreak takes it a, a step further by only giving you four, and in some cases you can find a side pack to increase it to eight, but that said, you still have only four item slots. Damn, it sounds like that game is really hard. Yeah. And it just isn't, it doesn't feel right. There's like a difference between challenging and bullshit. Uh, and it sounds like more of a bullshit variety. I, I, I think it was more because of the fact, and, and I don't mean to interrupt you, Drill, but I think it was more because of the fact that because it was more meant to be played online and, you know, more players. With, with, yeah. You know, which... More players. That's mm -hmm. why they had that idea. Yeah, and the thing is, is that whenever you open up the item screen, it doesn't pause the game. It's all in real time. So you have to always swap out items and use them really quick while enemies are chasing you. Oh, and kind of pissed me off. And then I think when, and I think they had this really cool idea where you can board up doors and stuff because enemies could break into other rooms if you if you were too slow. Hmm. That's interesting, actually. I I might try it out just for the sake of trying it because I never played it before. But uh, you get to the hospital level. Yeah, yeah it sure. sounds like it's gonna be a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if you're gonna play it, you gotta play it with someone. Because if you're playing by yourself, it's impossible for me. Or maybe yeah. I'm just bad. Like <laughs> I mean, I mean, it is possible to beat it by yourself, but it was clear. But it was clearly meant to be played online. So, uh, really quickly before we move on to question number three, is uh, File 2 any easier for a single player? It was hmm. alright. Hmm. I, I really like File 1 compared to File 2, but I don't know, it was, it was alright. I mean, to be fair, both File 1 and 2 were meant to be both one game originally, but Capcom decided to split them into two games. I guess, hmm. because, of, I guess because of disc limitations. Probably so. Yeah, I, I can see that happening from Capcom back then. Because oh. if you look, if you look at the first trailer, it was extremely ambitious, and main, and they actually had an idea of doing four-player split-screen boot before that got scrapped. Hey, it's Mr. Hey. Brando. How are you, hey, sir? Sorry, I'm late. It's we're good, sir. Yeah, number we're on two. number we're on number three now. Uh, oh, really? I thought it was late. Huh. Yeah, you're not, you're not too late. Unless you want him to uh, go ahead and give his opinion on two real quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's number, two? And, uh, number two is, uh, is there a spin-off Resident Evil title that you enjoyed that you think should be a mainstay in the creative ideas or premise that Capcom had in mind, like Outbreak, Revelations, or Mercenaries 3D? Um, yes, like the Unreal games. Because reason being is I like that they go out of their way to remake a story for Unreal style, make it completely different. Not only that is they introduce new continuity that we didn't see in the mainstream game. So like for example, um, the West Grove storylines in Umbrella Chronicles, you never see those in the mainstream game. So it's a good thing we can see that in the um, spin-off games. 
Yeah. Also, there was the story that goes more in depth with Krauser, like what yes. what caused him to end up, like what caused him to go to, to go to search for Wesker and his relationship with Leon early on, because that wasn't really explained well in Resident Evil Four. No, it wasn't explained at all. It just assumed that you know this guy. Yeah, it's assumed, and you, he pretty much hints, "Oh, uh, I died in a plane crash or something like that." When uh, there's nothing that alludes to that, like previously, he just shows up. So, yeah, it's it's good that they went into that amount of detail because you didn't know that stuff prior. So that's the stuff yeah. I kind of like from the side games. Yeah, those uh, those uh, Unreal games. Uh, it's nice that they have that partial canon um, because there, there's actually one thing that. Um, I don't know if it's just because of the fact that uh, that that's the main handgun or not, but uh, for, for that game, but uh, the one with uh, Chris and Jill, where they go to that Antarctic base or whatever. Mm, uh, yeah, Chris, Chris. It's assumed that Chris uh, lost his samurai edge, but in that game, you see him still holding it with that like winter gear that he has. So I don't know if that's still canon or not, or how that works. Uh, but they they also actually retcon the lasers from the first movie into that game, which. Um, you know, as much as the movie series sucks, it is kind of cool to see, you know, some ideas kind of make their way yeah. into the game. Oh. Hello, phone. But, uh, I, I just remember, like, I'm not, I know it's diverging, but, uh, I just remember the lasers being a mainstay after, like, the movie. It was in RE4, spinoffs, everything. It's like, ah, oh, man, they're really obsessed with these lasers over here. The fact that Leon's flipping over them, and I think they were in RE5 as well, in a different way. You know, something I really liked in, uh, Revelations was, like, the, the raid mode. That it, it felt lost in the... Or, yeah, uh, I don't know. It just gave it like some some good replayability because leveling up, unlocking weapons for that mode, it just it wasn't perfect, but it just felt good. Yeah, I guess they could expand on that too, as well. I, I wouldn't mind seeing like more modes for Revelations Three if they ever made one, but that's a later question that we're gonna talk about. So, I guess we can move on to number three. So, Brandon, do you have the document open? Yes, I do. Can you read that off, please? With content like Operation Recluse, oh god, and Umbrella Corpse, where do you think Capcom is doing, ah, sorry, is going wrong with multiplayer shooter category? What do you think um, should take in its, should, should take its place uh, as a better offering of content? Uh, the Revelations games, for starters, or another Unreal, <laughs> or Outbreak. Oh my Anything God. that is not, you know, a multiplayer shooter, that is not like Mercenaries or Raid Mode. Yeah, because and, doing competitive, they aren't good at it. It's just not good. Uh, yeah. Really quick to kind of discuss this. Uh, the, the problem with, like, Operation Raccoon City, uh, that game's biggest problem was that, you know... The idea was really great, you know, being able to play as the villain in a non-canon game where you could, you know, uh, completely alter the timeline sounds really damn awesome, right? Um, but in execution, it's so poor because, you know, again, that, that lack of development time also kind of comes into play, but... Uh, you also have to remember that, like, the game is so linear and chapter-based that if it, if had it been open world, and had you been able to kill characters like Nikolai, you you run into Nikolai before you even run into Leon, 
And it's like, well, why can't I kill Nikolai and then lead into a completely different story path? You know what I mean? Um, even if it, even if the game was a little more chapter based and a little bit more linear, they could they could have expanded on that where it's like you could run into certain characters in in a chapter, and yeah, sure, there might only be, you know, two two different outcomes to each scenario or whatever, uh, but you can get like say like about two different endings you know and and that would have been better but you would have had more that oh you can kill uh mainline characters and whatnot but um i did a whole video on this and like you know they promised things like you know being able to kill mainline characters side characters uh just random civilians and whatnot anybody that would possibly know about what happened and and who caused this outbreak or who's responsible for all this kind of happening because of you know what umbrella has created and and you know because that doesn't happen what you get end up getting is a game that that doesn't deliver on that promise until the very last chapter very last two chapters where you run into leon and then you get to decide whether or not you kill him you don't get to decide oh hey you know leon's there we can kill him in this chapter right here right now and then just completely you know take the story into a completely different path you don't, you don't ever get the chance to be like okay we'll we'll let leon run off because it's not like he would ever find out about any of this stuff but we should definitely go after people like jill valentine or, or you know carlos Oliveira and, and and things like that where it's like you know they have some knowledge of what's going on they should be taken care of sort of thing you know and and this is why i would argue that the game would be much better off going in an open world setting part of the also another part of the problem with that game is that um the layout of the maps is not accurate to the actual game and i know that it's a non-canon game but the very least you can do is keep consistency with how how raccoon city was within the previous uh iterations of it you know if 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 Leon goes through a garage in that game. Uh, that shouldn't mean that all of a sudden Stagwa gas station and the Kendo gun shop are there when clearly in Resident Evil 2, it was in an alleyway and uh, the Stagwa gas station was in a completely different area of the of the city, you know? If you think that's disappointing, then look at Umbrella Core. Holy oh, shit, oh, the no, map's I, there. I, 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 will, I will get into that. I know I've been kind of <laughs> talking about Operation Raccoon City a little bit, but I did want to get that off my chest. I mm -hmm. will get to Umbrella Core in just a second. Um, so, so overall, you know, as a game, had it been an open world game and had it had more development time and had it actually delivered on the ideas that, uh, that were promised, you know, the, the concepts of actually killing mainline characters or just characters that could potentially, you know, uh, lead you into different story paths and whatnot, it would have been a much better game. The focus on multiplayer was the probably the biggest problem. Uh, Co-op, not so much. I really didn't mind that. Although I think it would have been more interesting if it was like, hey, you know, you're you're a single. It's a single player game. You know, um, you just play as one of the, one. Uh, soldier. Honestly, I think that they should really should have just had that game be about Vector and just giving him like various those various different abilities because that character is, um, according to that game, he trained under Hunk. And uh, honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing that character kind of return because I, I did think he was kind of cool despite not liking Operation Raccoon City. Um, but th there is that that whole like idea of like, hey, you know, he's just as good as Hunk, so why why wouldn't he be doing all this stuff? Why would all these other you know 
random soldiers, especially the one that's like delimbed and whatnot. Like, wh why would any of this even be happening? Now, on to Umbrella Corps. Umbrella Corps, um, which again, I haven't played a lot of, uh, but I know that apparently it is partial canon because Tim Turi said that to me in on on stream during a Twitch stream uh, because I asked him why it's canon and he just told me it's it's loosely canon. Um, basically, uh, the the little story mode apparently reveals that Wesker is still alive, so that that's how it ends up becoming partial canon. Um, and I, I don't understand how or why that even works. Um, so I'm, I'm just I'm just gonna let that kind of spiral out of control as more of the games come out and how they try to uh, make that whole train wreck you know work. That makes uh, no damn but, sense. But yeah, I mean far, he died well, in the fucking volcano. There's no way that anything the, left of him is alive. The only way they're gonna make this work, and I already know how this is gonna turn out, is. Because Resident Evil 6 established that characters can be cloned with the C-Virus, and because Jake got captured and he's his son, they're gonna use Jake's DNA to clone Wesker, okay? This is how this is gonna turn out. I'm okay? facepalming right now. But, <laughs> I know, I know, but I'm not, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Now, as, as far as Umbrella Core as a game is concerned, the... The problem with it is that it's a 3v3 multiplayer shooter. So it, there's not much going on. This is something that you would expect to see in like a private match or whatever, you know, or like a little like side tournament with like friends. You wouldn't see this in like any other shooter. Uh, honestly, it would have been better to do 5v5 or 6v6. Uh, the other thing too is that they tried this whole idea of like, oh, well, you know, you got as they explained it in, in uh, Operation Raccoon City with that multiplayer, uh, triple threat combat where it's you, it's player versus player plus plus enemies. So you have, you know, zombies in the middle and you have, you know, PvP. And that's not so much of a bad idea per se, but if you make enemies very passive and not very, you know, not very in, engaging or very dangerous, then it, it becomes lackluster. I will give Operation Raccoon City some credit, at least they had other types of BOWs besides, you know, typical zombie, typical zombie dog, and nothing else with the exception of Bloodshot from 6, even though it's it's all the T-Virus for whatever fucking reason. Um, so, so stuff like that, and it just doesn't make sense to me. And um, the like I said, the idea per se is not bad, it's just how how aggressive the enemies are and whatnot and just how that works. Honestly, I think the concept would probably work better for something like Dino Crisis, but even then, it's just like, I, I think people just kind of realize that Capcom does not know how to do multiplayer right, and they should just kind of stray away from that. But, you know, Kawada keeps wanting to give you uh, shit to your spinoffs like this, um, you know, so so I don't know what he, he's smoking. I really want some of that, though. I want to see what he sees. Uh, but that said, I, I think as far as what should take the place of that content, um, again, Mer Mercenaries 3D would be better uh, because a lot of people love Mercenaries. Uh, hell, if it's not necessarily Mercenaries, just have like a whole game based off of like the side side modes like Mercenaries, Raid Mode. Um, what was it? I think it was... Um, was it Siege Mode? 
uh, where you have to like kill the kill the enemies and then you just kind of send them off to the other player or whatever. Onslaught. Oh, onslaught, like yeah. things like that. Like like bring those things over and and just have that all as its own game, whether it be like you know player versus the AI or player versus player via online. You know, I think that yeah. stuff would be much better. Uh, and then again, you know, like revelations would be better, and and even kind of agreeing with Brandon, like even the rail shooters would probably be better than just to keep making multiplayer shooters that barely get development time, don't you know, that don't play fun, don't play well, and just ultimately become buggy messes. I think yeah. that it would just be much better to do that. And. Un- un- Unless if they actually take the time with these games and make a solid game, there's no way, there's no reason to keep making these games. Yeah, I think uh, for gameplay purposes, uh, Resident Evil, Operation Raccoon City, and Umbrella Core hasn't been the greatest. And uh, the reason why is because for their multiplayer variants, I mean, for Operation Raccoon City in particular, like, everyone's a tank. They could take, like, five billion grenades. Uh, fucking... The animations are so stiff. Because it feels just like SOCOM, it definitely isn't flexible or it isn't as intuitive as, like, stuff like Resident Evil 6. So, you throw that out of the window and you just get a bare-bones multiplayer shooter where everyone feels like a goddamn tank. Everyone takes 5,000 melee hits. And the moles aren't even fun. Like, we played that extraction mode not too long ago and it was just everyone getting one-shotted by snipers because people exploited the game. Once you exploit something in a multiplayer aspect, it stops becoming fun. Well, actually, extraction mode was the one where we had to run into the helicopter. Well, I know there was one mode where we... Which was the one where we heroes. picked up the G... Yeah, Heroes and the one where we picked up the G-Virus. It was... Uh, that was, I think, Capture the G-Virus. <laughs> yeah. what Whatever that was, um, it was Snipers Galore, and it wasn't fun. And that's my main point. Uh, when you exploit something, it stops being fun, like I said. And then there's Umbrella Core, which is... It's very easy. Awful, casualized garbage that's just like caught. You can get easy headshots. You can one-shot people with hooks. You can, uh, basically, I played it for a little bit, and all I did was just, like, aim for the face, and people died. It's not much challenge to it. The enemies and AI don't do anything. I remember Sotilius, when he uploaded videos, there was dogs stuck to him, zombie dogs, and there was one portion where he was, like, stuck to a door, and the enemy was just all buggy and clipped to him that's not good game design if anything i think they're wasting time developing these uh competitive shooters and they could be doing something else like taking the most that they have from the mainline games like re6 it has a lot of multiplayer variety in terms of uh mercenaries onslaught uh predator fighting the monster so they need to take those modes and just make a game out of it and it would be really interesting instead of this whole oh uh 3v3 uninspired multiplayer um, yeah, and, and I just posted a picture of uh, the, the the reason why um, we got games like Umbrella Corps and ORC. It's because of uh, Kawada. Uh, he's also working on RE7, which isn't really surprising that that game is turning out to be shit, but I digress. Uh, yeah. Kind of going off of uh, your point really quick to run before uh, the next person goes, and, and I know I've been talking a lot, but uh, the only thing that's that 
that was good in my opinion from ORC as far as like a, a gameplay mechanic that just wasn't executed well was the uh, the bleeding mechanic. Uh, I really liked that idea and um, yeah, yeah, Drill, you, you can go after me. Uh, but I really liked that idea that was experimented with on Dino Crisis and it was a good idea. It's just that in execution, it wasn't so great in ORC. But uh, I'll let uh, Drill go because I've been talking too much. Alright, no, no, it's fine, Bio. No, it's fine, Bio. You actually had a lot of good points that I agree with. But yeah, I think the problem with the with those spinoffs is that I guess they're trying to appeal to the Western market and and get like the COD sales. But even then, they're not gonna buy it if it's like a buggy mess or if it's extremely unbalanced. Hence why the multiplayer di base died so quick. There's literally only like four people playing Umbrella Corps right now. Capcom admitted that um, that they wanted to go for Call of Duty sales, which is why they took Resident Evil to more action orientation. Basically, which was a bad and, idea. Yeah. Well, like, a lot of companies were doing that back in the day. But, you know. Yeah, the problem is, is that you're just going to end up alienating the main fan base, the one that brought Resident Evil to its fame and glory in the first place. Yeah, and the premise has always been you can't capture... Call of Duty sales if you're not Call of Duty. You're not going to migrate those fans. They're just going to play each Call of Duty every year. They're not going to be worried if your game emulates this because it's not going to appeal to them unless they're slightly curious, and that's a big if. Yeah, Capcom should have just stuck to their guns and just appealed to the fan base instead of trying to go for COD sales. I yeah. think... I think in terms of spinoffs, they should be going more towards the more, more towards like Outbreak or Mercenaries or hell, even though Rail Shooters, because those are the ones that at least have shown some consistent quality instead of, you know, Operation Raccoon City or Umbrella Corps. Alright, so uh, Drill, you done? Yeah. Anyone else want to go next for this? I, I think they should expand on like Raid Mode. I was a really big fan of that. Or, yeah. or maybe instead of like working on, like, like the the like facing against each other. I don't know what to call it. Jesus, what's the word? Competitive. Uh, yeah, competitive. Maybe instead of focusing focusing on competitive, you could do like. Cooperative. Yeah, like co-op. Yeah. Where like maybe not online co-op, but like couch co-op, where where the story expands if you have yeah. two players. Yeah. Well. Mercenaries already kind of does that since it has a split screen, but they could probably do it more with the other spinoffs. Revelations has a uh, couch co-op. It doesn't have online co-op for whatever reason. It's uh, retarded. Revelations 1 or 2? Two. 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I never played 2. Like, Mercenaries 3D has a really good idea. They just needed to add more characters in it and more stages because the 3DS one was lacking a lot. Or maybe make like a like a survival horror where like like the bleeding mechanic, if you were bleeding out, you'd have to find bandages. Just something to expand more on single player, in in making that a priority. Yeah, you can. I mean, uh, you can make cooperative moves that are very hectic if you put those mechanics in mind. It's just that Capcom needs to implement them instead of experimenting with competitive. Uh, and and like I said, competitive and RE. It's just okay. It's never been that great because they didn't nail down how the balancing works. So yeah, 
if someone's a tank, it's not going to be fun because you're just shooting at them like a bullet sponge. If someone gets shot in one hit, well, it's casualized and anyone can get cheap kills. They haven't found the perfect balance for that, like something like an Uncharted, where uh, people take moderate damage. Yeah, I feel like, um, and, and I hate to compare it to an actually good shooter, but uh, like it, they try to do it like with uh, Umbrella Core with like Siege, where it's like it's easy to get one hit kills. Mm -hmm. But see, unlike unlike uh, Siege, where you know Siege actually requires you to take skill, um, you know, take your time with things. Um, but also, you know, keep in mind of like what what you have to do in order to like flank around enemies and 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 position yourself to the right place to where you can get those easy one shot kills. It it, it really takes a lot. Whereas like Resident Evil uh, Umbrella Core, which it is called that in some countries, uh, it it it's just more like if you're really bad at video games, you're gonna be good at this game. If you're well, I'm sorry. Let me correct, correct myself. If you're if you're all right at shooters, you're going to be really good. If you're really good, you're you're probably on the top of the leaderboards by now. But, yeah, like pretty uh, much if, unscalable. Yeah, if you're all right at like multiplayer games or just all right at video games, you'll you'll be fine. You'll probably be on the level of what some people would be at if they were just considered good. Um, and then if you're just bad at video games, then you're you're just bad <laughs> there's nothing about that but but the, the point is is that it's so easy to get into umbrella core that it's it's a joke right. so brandon you have anything to say before we wrap up for this <laughs> i guess we can move on to number four then so uh what would be your dream resident evil spinoff if it ever underwent development uh, I would have to say Revelations 3 or maybe uh, Resident Evil Survivor, that's actually good. I think uh, it leads later into the document, so I don't want to get all into it. But uh, I think that would have been a perfect experiment for the first-person camera than what we have in the mainline series. Uh, because, you know, experiments in the spinoffs is crucial to seeing what works and what doesn't. And we already know that the multiplayer variants or the competitive shooters aren't working too well because they don't know how to balance them. So what they need to do is they need to take their best ideas. And I think naturally Revelations 3 could work because, again, it's still a great series even though 2 butchered the ending. So I, I think they should do that. And then like Resident Evil Survivor, of course, they could just have the first person mechanic there, test it out, see if it works, see what doesn't work and then make something out of it. If they want to appeal to the COD crowd, make this little tacked-on multiplayer variant, but put all the focus to the story, because uh, Survivor is story-based, even though it's not that great. Uh, and expand on the lore. I mean, some people like to see stuff happen in, like, certain areas that maybe we didn't have access to, or maybe they can make a completely new story based on the city, because everyone loves Raccoon City, so they can do that. Everyone loves Tall Oaks, so I don't see why they don't take their inspirations and expand on them. So that's how I feel about that. Yeah, I'd like to see, like, uh, Revelations 3, or maybe, like, a, a more refined ORC. I, as much as I hated it, I'd like to see a new ORC game. I like the uh, altering the story thing it was ahead of its time i would like to say but it just was executed so bad that you really don't care for it as a whole because of the game 
Uh, I wish they would have worked on it a little bit more and have it be more sensible than just, oh, you get to either choose the side with Leon or you have a harder portion to deal with entirely if you do. Uh, that choice at the end just felt unremarkable, even when it came to killing him. So, uh, stuff like that shouldn't feel that way. Your choices should matter. I'm just sounding like Telltale here. Oh my god. But yeah, <laughs> that's what Telltale I think. Telltale games don't, don't make your choices matter. <laughs> I, I, I know, but that they always put that slogan there, so I feel yeah, like I'm a salesman. But, yeah, but that's a whole nother topic for another time. I know, I was just joking. <laughs> But uh, who who else feels a certain way about this? Your dream Resident Evil spinoff? I, I want to wait before anybody else goes. Um, Renegade will remember this. Actually, I'd like to see a sequel of. I know they remade it for like Xbox, but Code Veronica was fucking awesome. I'd like to see like Code Veronica 2. They had a gun survivor of that, didn't they? Yeah, but, Gun, yeah, but it's the same game. It's, oh. yeah, same game. yeah, it's just in rail shooter form, but and they already may remade it for the Wii and Dark Side Chronicles. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah they could. I guess maybe they could uh, do the same thing they had with the light gun shooters. Take some inspirations from there. Yeah, what do you mean by Cold Veronica Two? Because well, it's technically four is the sequel to Cold Veronica. And hmm. Revelations 2 is kind of like Code of Veronica to an extent. Yeah. Maybe like some of the mechanics taken from the island, perhaps? Uh, and put into a single yeah, game? It's just your typical know. Resident Evil classic, so you kind of know what you get into. Yeah, but for the classics, it is good to take inspirations because um, you never know if you can make uh, reinventions with it. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. Like, it could be something that was good in the past, but you could reinvent it for the modern era. So, I mean, I have no problem with them taking something that was great and expanding on it even more and just oh, making yeah. it with a different coat of paint, you know? Um, for me, uh, I would like to see like either Revelations 3 or a, just for um, Chips and Gigs, a Revelation 0, having Rebecca and whoever else as a partner. I, I... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get on that in a second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did, did Drill go? Or, I, oh, yeah. I haven't gone yet. Do you, you want to go? Because I wanted to wait till everyone else. Yeah, like my dream, well, probably my dream game would be an Outbreak game, except probably with the original idea Capcom had in mind of having 16 missions for four players split string co-op and, and probably tons of different classes to choose from. I think now with the modern consoles, they'd be able to pull that off compared to what they had with PlayStation 2. And now that voice chat and Discord and all that other stuff exists, it could be it could work easily. I think we do. I think a new outbreak should come back. Honestly. Hmm. Um, for me, like like going off of what what some of you guys were saying, especially what Brandon said. Uh, a Revelations 3 or a Revelations 0 uh, for me would be nice. Uh, the reason why I would say Revelations 0 is just to kind of harken back to Resident Evil 0 and just kind of maybe bring back Rebecca that way. Uh, maybe before, you know, ha like have it, have it take place maybe between Code Veronica and, and RE4 or something like that. Uh, or between 3 and Code Veronica, so something like that. Before the events of, of Revelations. Even, even, hell, even 
uh, in between RE4 and Revelations 1 would probably work out well. Um, so, so I think that it would be a more, uh, it, it would be a way to, uh, a great way to bring back Rebecca, um, especially, and that would be a way to kind of just harken back to RE0. Though Revelations 3, I think, could also be a good way to continue the Revelations franchise. Um, one thing I think the developers were talking about when it came to Revelations 2 is that uh, they thought that it would be a great way to start bringing back characters we haven't seen in, in quite some time. Uh, so, and, and they referred to Revelations as the Revelation series, so it implied that they wanted to do more besides just the first two. Uh, so if we get the next one and they bring back, say, like, Carlos, I think that would be just so awesome to see, you know, like, um, you know, those are three characters, uh, three characters we haven't seen in a while, um, you know, Rebecca, Billy, and Carlos, those are yeah. three characters they really need to go back to. I would have said uh, Barry, but, you know, we just got Barry in Revelations 2, so, and, and he was finally playable for once in a good game. Uh, so, you know, as far as like mainline story is concerned. So, um, so I think that uh, it would be a very uh, great way to just kind of, you know, bring back a character like that and just be like, hey, this is what he's been doing now. He's with like, like I can see like uh, Carlos being in like BSAA or something like that, you know, and, and I think it'd be a very interesting like um, kind of plot point of how like, you know, he went from Umbrella to BSAA and he kind of knows how they, they operate and whatnot yeah um, but then uh as far as like other spin-off titles are concerned that they could work on like i would actually really like to see uh hunk more expanded on um i and and, and we'll talk about this in a later question but i really did not like the fact that alex wesker was not um you know hunk i really feel like that would have just worked out a lot better because you know it would explain why he almost never gets killed and how he pretty much gets the name of human unit never killed um you know which is why they turned it down to hunk but um you know i i would really just think that that would work out a lot better uh how they can maybe even explore the idea of like having it um similar to kind of kind of like code veronica where like hunk, hunk goes into like an island it's owned by some crazy family or whatever uh and he's over there and he's trying to find it find like this uh sample or whatever you know and, and just kind of go off of that uh perhaps they could even you know like like i was talking about earlier where like i think uh vector could easily make a return uh they could honestly you know bring him back and put him into a good game and just um you know work with that uh or, or, or if not just give him like an alternate skin or whatever but uh, the, the point being is that I think they could really expand on that character. Um, I really hated when Gregorman, when, when he was still working at Capcom, and uh, he had said that on, on a Revelation stream that uh, it would be best to just kind of leave leave him as is and just, you know, not expand on that character's uh, plots. Because, like, we, we know jack shit about that character, and I think it, it's about time that we start exploring as to, like, what this character is known for what he does and and just kind of like um outside of just like hey he he's known for being this really cool badass that that is always the only person that survives in his missions um he he got the g virus sample and that's about it and he he looks really cool you know and and that's about it uh, i actually think revelations one even was supposed to bring him back too at one point um 
but uh, really quick before I end this off, um, not so much biohazard dash, just uh, just the idea of it, where like you know uh, you're facing like zombies that have like these plant-like tentacles and whatnot. I think that'd be a very interesting concept. Um, and just the idea of like maybe going back to a location that uh, hasn't been explored for in a while. Um, but I, I don't know. I just think the idea of like how they had that set up where the, uh, you know, plants were going to be like bursting out of zombies and whatnot, and they would have like these tentacles that would like give you like whiplash or whatever. I think that would be very interesting. Hey, um, real quick, um, to go off what Pergamon said, um, if he's talking about the context of if Capcom or whoever writing the story is not may end up ruining the character, I can see why it's best to have them expanded upon on. But on the flip side, if they do a good job, they should at least um, try it out, you know, give us more of the characters. He, uh, believe it or not, he actually compared Hunk to uh, Johnny from Metal Gear Solid. Uh, but oh, he's a joke character. That's why he was like, "Oh, I wouldn't want them to make him like Johnny from Metal Gear Solid." And I'm like, "Unless oh, Capcom is really but fuckingly stupid, then they wouldn't do that." Right. I, I am. I'm just like, Um, who's Johnny? I'm not really the. He's he's a joke character from MGS. He's the guy that uh, Meryl knocks out and she takes his clothes in the first game. And, and they... she marries him in the fourth game. Yeah, she marries him in the fourth game. He's that blonde guy that always craps himself. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember him. He's the guy that crap, almost crapped his pants. He does. Yeah, that, that, that's the thing. He, he compared that character to Hunk, and I'm just like... He did not. A he guy was. that has bowel problems. Yeah, let's just, uh... Agree to if we ever see Greg a man, let's slap him, you know, and move on to question number five. I still All right, I don't know why he blocked me. <laughs> well, let's move on to uh, question number five. So, Mr. Drillbit, could you read that, please? All right, let's talk about Resident Evil Outbreak. How do you feel about these games in particular, and are there and are there elements Capcom could use from them for the, for the main series? Expanded well, plot for me, really quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really liked how Outbreak kind of showed you, like, what was happening within Raccoon City. Not just, like, within, like, you know, within the citizens that were living there. And you're just barely seeing the, and you're just barely seeing, like, the Outbreak happening. Like, I thought that was a really cool idea. And even, and you even see, like, what the citizens were doing in the, in the Raccoon City police station before it got overrun. And you and I believe you did meet Martin from Resident Evil 2 there before he got injured. Yeah, and they expanded more on the uh, rats, I believe, poisoning the reservoir with when uh, Birkin broke the uh, vials. Uh, so they showed more of that expanded on. Uh, I would like to see more plot. Yeah, it, they could take a good book out of making a scenario from something that was used in the side games. It's not too hard. And I'm pretty sure there's a lot of backstories given the fact that it's Resident Evil, so there's a lot of characters in mind. So that's what I would like to see. I, uh, something I liked in Outbreak was uh, like each each character in your party was completely unique. Like you have the character that's really good at using guns or blunt objects or healing, and it just gave like a good sense of like strategy and cooperation. It was it was yeah. awesome. 
Yeah, that was the the idea Capcom had with having different classes for each character. Like some characters could break down doors, some characters were faster but more frail, and like you said, some were more 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 accurate with guns, or even some characters could mix more items. Yeah, I feel like multiplayer in that game would have been fantastic. Yeah, but again, it was ahead of its time and put on PlayStation 2. Yeah, I think if they could bring back uh, the aspect of, um, you know, a team trying to survive online, it's a good concept. And I think maybe for one of the mainline games it could work. Now, they did try this whole um, four-player co-op feature in Re Resident Evil 6. Uh, and it didn't, it just didn't feel like it was fleshed out to me. Like, you just meet, like, Chris or Jake, or maybe you meet Leon or Helena in a certain segment once, and that's it. Uh, yeah. they could have a whole mode based on that sheer oh, aspect you have to survive. Yeah, um, like, they could, like, they could make an outbreak game based on, like, Tall Oaks, since you're seeing all the mayhem there, but you only see it from Elena and Leon's perspective. Yeah. Like, we were talking about, uh, I just want to get Dom up to speed really quickly. We were talking about, um, question number six, and I mentioned something about, uh, them actually using the, uh, basis for the Outbreak series and bringing it to the mainline games, because there was that section in Resident Evil 6 where, like, the four players could meet up, but it feels like it could be more fleshed out for, like, a survival-type mode and story. Um... Okay, so uh, is somebody still going, or can I take on this question? You can, actually. Um, yeah. So, as far as uh, the Outbreak games are concerned, really still think that they need an HD collection again, uh, you know, because I do feel like they were ahead of their time. Um, well, they're not the best games, per se. I do think that they can be, you know, patched up, and, and just... Um, I think they would work a lot better now. Uh, if they were ported over to, like, PS4 and Xbox One and, and PC, as opposed to just, you know, them being stuck on the PS2 and not being that great. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they could really expand on it and uh, potentially even add in, add in some extra new content, like kind of like how they did with RE0. Um, but as far as, like, where should they go from there? Um... You know, it, it's kind of hard to say because I would agree that to an extent that, you know, they could potentially bring it over to Tall Oaks for like a file three. Um, you know, that that wouldn't be so bad per se. Um, I think that uh, there would be room to maybe expand on Tall Oaks in general, although then again, Tall Oaks, I don't know how much of that city they really showed off too much. So it, they would have to really showcase how big that city is to to really kind of talk about like what they could do. Although I would say that uh, there is room for like, you know, expanding on the types of uh, and taking liberties with the types of enemies that you can encounter with with the with the Tall Oaks style outbreak game. Yeah. Um, now that said though um they could also i think in in my opinion given that we have the resident evil 2 remake and depending on what they do with that remake is very key because i think if they do implement some things where it's like hey you know it, it seems like the things that happened in outbreak were kind of relevant in 
you know relevant to this game so you kind of see tidbits of what happened but you don't get the whole idea of what happened if you didn't play that game um but if you did you would you would recognize like oh hey i i know that like i i I remember that happening in outbreak so it makes sense that leon would see that or it makes sense that jill valentine would see that if if they ever made a a, uh, resident evil 3 remake so i think um if they don't do that or if they add in like new things that really weren't in the original uh game into the remake they could expand on um on what outbreak tried to do and just completely rebuild it from the ground up by not necessarily remaking uh those two games but just i I guess you can say it would be a remake uh by definition because you would be remaking it for the sake of just keeping consistent with the uh, the lore and continuity of the of uh the franchise so I think it would just work uh, best if if uh, they maybe would remake uh, Outbreak from the ground up. I actually have an idea, and it's kind of playing devil's advocate, but um, hear me out for a second. If they made an Outbreak 3 and imagine if it was like uh, Uncharted 4 where the area is white linear, where it's not just getting about point A to point B, but it's point A to something being in the way, to going to another city, to fighting other creatures, then getting to point B. Because the area is opened up and vast. It's not necessarily open world, but it is big enough to probably be considered as very open uh, and you can go anywhere you want. Would that so, be in what? What do you guys think of that in particular for like maybe a sequel if they did that? It kind of sounds like um, it, it kind of sounds games, like maybe? like maybe. Uh, like I was gonna say it kind of sounds like uh, Resident Evil Three, and oh, how yeah. that game was like where oh, you, you yeah. know you got to go from place to place to place within the city. Yeah. Um, so it actually kind of sounds like that would work out pretty well. Um, you know. Just kind of think, thinking about that, like, yeah, man, <laughs> I, I, I that would be pretty how, good. Yeah, I, I could really see that working out actually, because it's like you're going from place to place to place, and it's supposed to be about the outbreak that happened in Raccoon City. So you know, that would actually work out very well if you can just do that, uh, and, yeah. and and especially if it's um, say not necessarily um, chapter based per se, but more of like. You just kind of tackled the objectives as you go along, uh, kind of like in more of the uh, traditional Resident Evil games. I think it could work out pretty well. Yeah, it would, it would add a lot of like exploration to it, and I, I feel yeah. like that'd be really appreciated. Yeah, yeah, but I think it still would be mission based, considering it is a multiplayer game. But that's just me. I don't mind it being mission based at all, just as long as um, it's something they could do in terms of like exploring. Uh, having these set pieces here or there where players feel this dynamic feeling while playing it. Per, uh, I, I guess maybe like they could do something where it's like... Um, maybe they could do something where it's like a little bit of a drop-in, drop-out co-op sort of thing where it's like... It, you can come at any time? You could come in at any time and at any point in the story. Um, you know, it is more open-based. The chat there is sort of like a chapter based system, but you don't necessarily have to tackle any like 
kind of like how uh, Metal Gear Solid Five sort of had this idea where it's like you have like the first three chapters available to you, but you can tackle them in any order. Like if you wanted to tackle chapter three and then tackle chapter one and then end off with chapter two before you unlock the next three missions or whatever, you can sort of do it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's like it's still partially open, but not so much. But once you get into those chapters, that's when it's like really chapter based. Uh, but as you're running around, you could like, um, and moving from objective to objective, you know, people can drop in and drop out uh, and take the place of whatever AI that uh, you like, maybe selected to mm-hmm. join you. Oh, they could do like a Diablo kind of thing. Maybe not like exactly like Diablo, but where you have like the hub city and then you just like, you could go to any part, kind of chapter based, but you can go to any part wherever you want in that like city. And then you could go to like a different uh, a different chapter and tackle that if you wanted, or go to a different chapter, kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah, some, something like that. Yeah, that would be pretty good. I I, I would I would really enjoy if they put the effort and work into making something like that because with open world, I mean, there are um, situations where you have to sort of take a compromise and having something either glitch out or some oversight uh, because it happens in open world games but if it's a uh, wide linear then that means that you've taken the time to make sure that uh, the steps in getting in one area to another it's very different and vastly appealing especially if there's more than uh, one person uh, so I think that would be pretty good if they did something to that effect yeah and, and, and just to kind of end off this point too mm-hmm. uh because you're in, you know, Raccoon City and there's going to be various different BOWs and whatnot to worry about, and even zombies, uh, I think it would really work out well in the sense that, like, there's always going to be some sort of threat that's going to be in the way and in, uh, it, in, um, uh, that's going to cause some sort of, uh, danger to, to the player that's trying to get from point A to point B. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that really works out well because that was actually uh, something that I had a really big problem with as far as uh, Metal Gear Solid Five is concerned. Um, you know, there's no... You have all this open area in this open world. Um, there's no some threat. wildlife. What happened? I said no threat like wildlife? Y- yeah, yeah. Like, th- there's barely any wildlife. There's no, like, actual threats. There's no, like, patrols going out. There's no, like, search patrols or anything like that. It's like... There's no, like, um, like in Metal Gear Solid 4, there's no, like, war going on in the background where you can kind of, like, um, where you can kind of, like, sneak sneak your way through and just kind of help out in that sort of situation or work your way around so that way you don't caught up, get caught up in the middle of it. None of that kind of really happens, and I think stuff like that would be really great to see, um, you know, as far as, like, having um, not so much, like, you know, war and whatnot going on, but, like, for Resident Evil, uh, like, you would have, like, say, like, lots of zombies one one minute but then the next minute you have like a tyrant coming through or something like randomly you know but all based on how how far you've progressed through the game of course yeah i i, I could see that i would be re- really good yeah like i can see that working maybe having like different maybe having like different bows are required different like require specific ways to kill them that way it can bring the class thing in in motion and be able to implement more teamwork like maybe you need like certain weapons in order to kill hunters mm-hmm. or or lickers etc yeah all right so i think we can move on so 
Uh, that was a good point to end off, by the way. So we're going to move on to number six. I'm going to let Mr. Dom read this because I'm pretty sure he has some history uh, with this little progression in the story. Oh, with this particular game. Oh, boy. Yes. So I want you to read <laughs> so, that off. So Revelations 2 had a questionable plot point. Um, actually, that entire plot was questionable, but I digress. Uh, at the end of the second entry with Natalia being mind-swapped with Alex Wesker, what do you think could have been done to remedy these story issues with Revelations 2? Well, first of all, Revelations 2 as a whole, that plot is just a mess. Um, I like the setup for it, you know, like, you know, how they set up like, oh, you know, uh, Claire Redfield and uh, what's her face, uh, Moira Burton get captured and get put onto an island, kind of like in Code Veronica, where, you know, uh, it, it didn't really happen the same way, but Code Veronica setup was Claire was breaking into an umbrella facility and then she gets captured and taken to uh, Ashford Island. Um, so I think that um, something like that would just, you know, it wasn't so bad. But as you progress through the game, you start to realize that the game is basically the evil within. And the reason why I say that is because you face a lot of enemies that are covered up in barbed wire. You have the whole mind swapping thing at the end. It just, and then also even the virus, like as much as I like the fact that the Revelation series actually brings back the T-virus and um, it's actually just new variations of the T-virus that are mixed in with other viruses. That's not so bad. I actually really like that idea, but um, I think that, you know, when you really think about it, it's like, oh, well, you don't get infected until you start to be afraid of something and then you get infected or whatever, you know? And, and I just thought that that was really just dumb. You know, I, I think that it was just more of like, this feels a lot like the evil within a lot, you know, for the most part. So when we get to the ending, I, it, it is literally the evil within's ending. It's, uh, oh, there's a character who has some potential connection to the, the antagonist let's mind swap them and then all of a sudden the person that you thought you killed was actually the person you were trying to protect and that's how the evil within ended up being you know where you know potentially you killed leslie at the end of that game uh and ruvik just walked away within leslie's body um revelations 2 has two different endings but both of them kind of hint at the fact that well the bad ending shows Natalia actually being Alex Wesker. Uh, the good ending is, just kind of hints that she might be a little bit like Alex Wesker, if not exactly like Alex Wesker. And it just, either way, neither of the endings really just are good. I think that to remedy this issue, the entire plot just had to be completely changed, to be quite honest. Like, I think that, I, again... I, I I would have much rather preferred that Alex Wesker, you know, be hunk. You know, I, I think that that just would have worked out a lot better. Um, the whole, not to say that, like, the fact that a female antagonist was bad or anything per se, but I just think that that could have been a little bit more of a callback to the Ashfords uh, to an extent uh, with Code Veronica. It, it just that... To me, Alex Wesker was not as interesting the way that they had her set up as, like, uh, Albert Wesker. Albert Wesker was more of an interesting villain, especially with, like, his motivations and whatnot. 
Alex was just kind of more um, like a watered down variation of uh, Alexia Ashford, in my opinion. So, um... Oh boy! Well, <laughs> the uh, my answer is pretty brief. Uh, please don't ever do the whole mind swap paranormal thing again, because this is not Silent Hill or The Evil Within. This is Resident Evil, where things are a lot more physical. I would say, uh, in terms of the creatures, in terms of the plot, it's you know, I mean, of course, it's ridiculous with some of the stuff that's going on in Raccoon City and all this other stuff, but at least it was a little bit more uh, grounded in terms of the characters actually being there. It wasn't some mindfuckery going on in the story until, like, it started getting really ridiculous with Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6. So, I mean, just take that supernatural stuff out because it doesn't fit the tone of the franchise. Um, the first couple of games, they don't have that at all. It's just about you being in a mansion, trying to survive against biological effective weapons and then stepping stepping it up a, a notch further with the city and then you know taking it to an island and whatnot like yeah like um, it, it expanded in scope but it's not paranormal you see what i'm saying yeah and and that's where we kind of lead into the whole identity crisis i feel as though revelations 2 is kind of a victim of that where it's like um you know the writers didn't know what they were really doing with that game. They kind of tried to do their own thing. And then what it ends up being is, you know, a, a cheap imitation of other games. And, you know, the same thing can be said about Resident Evil 7, where it's, you know, it wants to be Resident Evil, but it ends up being like games like, uh, you know, in isolation and Outlast and things of those nature. But, you know, nobody wants to hear that. Shots fired again. So uh, anyone else have any opinions on this question? Well, personally, I thought the Revelations 2 plot was okay, but the whole mind swap thing should have been left out entirely. I mean, I like the idea of there being another Wesker, but having her mind swap with Natalia was just dumb. It, it's only going to make it even more confusing later on now that we have mind swap brought into the series. Mm -hmm. uh, I never actually played uh, Revelations 2, so... What about you, Brendan? And Brendan's dead. He never played it. You never played <laughs> it? Oh, move on, okay. So, question number seven. To add on to this, which two player characters would you like to see if there was a Revelations 3? Uh, Billy and Rebecca, of course. That's yeah, a no-brainer for me. Yeah, I was going to say that. Because we literally don't know anything about Billy since Zero. Like, what happened to him after he left, after he left into the forest? <laughs> Uh, I I, I kind of want to say that most of the people in the Resident Evil story either know the BSAA or joined the BSAA. Um, Leon's division seems to be a, you know, sort of secretive effort, so Leon, no one really knows. Hmm? Leon is part of um, the Secret Services. Yeah, the Secret yeah. Services, yeah. So, oh, yeah, so, and... Yeah, and it's actually explained in Darkseid Chronicles that they contacted him after Resident Evil 2 because of what he did in Raccoon City. Actually, they uh, give you an epilogue in Resident Evil 3 uh, that tells you that too. That he yeah. was by, uh, by the U.S. government. 
Yeah, but the the point being is that this uh, service, we don't know if there's anyone else outside of just Liana Helena that joined up with them. So people joining up with the BSA is a lot more likely, considering that Barry is a part of the team. It seems like a lot of old stars members are part of the team. So you figure maybe Jill talked about this mercenary Carlos, or maybe Rebecca talked about this prisoner, and maybe got him a spot on the team. You never know. They can always do stuff like that in terms of lingering characters and get yeah. them on for something. Well, like, the Rebecca... thing is, the thing mm -hmm. is, is that with Billy, she wrote a report, which I think you can read in Revelation. Uh, no, I'm sorry, not Revelations, uh, Resident Evil 2 or Resident Evil 3, where uh, uh, she writes a report saying that Billy ends up being deceased, that they never mm -hmm. ended up found, finding him, or, or that, you know, she, she they found him deceased, basically. Oh, okay. Um, and and it's weird, because I think that, like, even, even Billy in Zero says that he doesn't really care about, like, you know, you know, clearing his name and whatnot about that whole situation, so I think that... Um, if they were to bring back Billy, and I really do think that he should make a comeback, they should kind of make that as a relevant plot point where it's like, he's still kind of on the run, uh, but then he ends up sort of clearing his name too. Yeah. Uh, by the end, I don't know. I don't think he would be part of BSAA though, but I do well, think no. that Rebecca would be, you know, uh, you know, concerned for him because she had the most interaction with him. So they will have uh, to meet again under coincidence. Yeah, yeah. Um, considering Billy is kind of a considered a war criminal and was going to be executed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing, though, is that with Carlos, I think Carlos would be more likely to join the BSAA. And, and as I mentioned earlier, I think that um, if they brought him back, I think they could play along with the whole idea of like, oh, he, he was former Umbrella, so now he's with BSAA. And he, he knows... He knows some things about Umbrella that things that they would try to pull off and whatnot, you know, and how how their routines would be. Obviously, in Revelation, or I'm sorry, in Resident Evil Three, I'm, I'm talking about Revelation so much that that's why I'm saying that. But uh, in in Resident Evil Three, he even he even mentions that like, do you think that like, uh, you know, he's like, uh, did would you think that the mo uh, master would ever tell uh, tell his uh, dogs or whatever uh, or his servants? Uh, about anything really you know like uh, and then that's just paraphrasing but but the whole gist of that line was just to clarify that like you know he's just he's just a gun for hire it's not like he would be told like what umbrella does behind the scenes after you know he's been hired to do anything you know uh so it's but but as far as like how certain things are concerned especially with like ubcs i think he would probably you know, like have that training or just have that that knowledge of like, hey, I know what Umbrella is capable capable of from that perspective. I mean, everyone can have a change of heart. The main focus of Resident Evil characters so far is how much they really fucking hate Umbrella for what they did. Uh, so, I mean, they have to just make that fit into the narrative as well. Uh, I think that's kind of what drives it, considering the fact that everyone now has their hands on a biological weapons due to that black market plot line for Resident Evil 5. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that what they're going to do now is have outbreaks everywhere and people still hate the fact that these viruses are still ongoing and happening from other countries. Yeah. So that's how I feel about it. Any Anything could be very coincidental in terms of two characters meeting, so that's what they need to do, especially for these two. So, I guess we could move on to number eight. 
what is your take on the various playstyles featured within the spin-off titles? Uh, Revelations, third person, very good. I loved it. Um, the light gun games are okay, but They're like They're... like Drill said earlier, the camera for Dark Side is very jarring. So I just can't. I would say that Revelations Two has the best controls up to date so far because it's mm-hmm. smoother since um, I don't know, I guess mm-hmm. Five mm-hmm. or Six was. Uh... It, it's, it's a hybrid of RE6 and Revelations 1. Yeah. Personally, I thought RE6, you had a lot more control in Revelations 2, but the dodge mechanic's actually a great idea. It's kind well, of it's kind of reminiscent of what RE3 had, kind of. It, it had... Um, Revelations 1 had a dodge mechanic, but it was... It was kind of like an auto dodge feature. It just kind of chose when it wanted to. No, dodge. it's all about the timing. I could get the timing down depending on the enemy. Yeah, so more like Resident Evil Three, where you had to get the timing down in order to dodge. I mean, I've had times where like I would do the uh, the proper thing and it wouldn't dodge, but then like if I wasn't even trying to dodge, it would just do it automatically. It's very very strict. You gotta get the frame just right, otherwise, you know. It took me forever to dodge on that, that one enemy that has to kill you. But I was doing oh, the, the virtual the, the saw one. The yeah. It's all about the time at the frame, so. Yeah. yeah. If you just, it's like, randomly do it, you know, you may get it all, but, you know, it's, all, it's very strict. I've seen people do that shit on Nemesis. That's crazy. Good it's God. Uh, man, I ain't that good at Resident Evil 3, I can tell you that. Yeah, like... Those are those guys are experts. All right, so I think we can move on to number uh, nine. Well, oh. uh, I, was, I think drill was still going, and then uh, I think other people might have had something to say about it because we didn't really. Talk about uh, one. Well, Ooh, okay. Well, personally, personally, I think they're okay. Resident Evil, well, Resident Evil Revelations kind of plays more like the traditional games. But and Revelations 2 did improve upon it, like they said. But for the most part, I don't mind them too much, aside from Operation Raccoon City and Umbrella Corpse. The rail, the rail shooters could be improved upon more, maybe like by making the camera not so nauseating. But other than that, I really don't have problems with them. Yeah. Uh, Anyone else? Yeah. For uh, me. Oh God. Yeah. You, no, you go first. Oh, okay. Uh, for me, uh, the what is it? Operation Raccoon City and Umbrella Corps are ass. Uh, <laughs> Revelations one is all right. I, I still fucking hate that dodging mechanic though. Uh, Revelations two plays better for sure. Um, Outbreak I haven't played too much of, so I can't really say. But it's all right. I mean, if if they were to bring it back, then maybe I can judge it some more with an online feature, but for now, I'm just like, meh. Um, I've only played Dead Aim, as far as the Survivor series is concerned. Um, it's alright. I don't know how it would play with the light gun. Maybe it plays better with the light gun. I don't know, but um, it is meh. <laughs> That's my take on it. Also, for the record, yeah. Operation Raccoon City, garbage. Complete yeah. trash. Yeah, yeah the there's no, dis- no dispute about that. Jesus Christ. I can't believe I paid five bucks for that game. I could have got like a Dude, Taco I... Mill or something. 
Yeah, Dude, I like can't five... believe I paid fucking eighty for that thing. Like, oh. five, like five dollars can get you a burrito instead of that shit. <laughs> yeah, feed yourself. Don't play garbage. The, the fact that you could get that five dollars new, <laughs> sealed. You just fed yourself garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Go feed yourself. Go get something off the dollar menu. I don't know. I don't care. Jesus Christ. Like, even if it was free, I'd feel ripped off. Yeah, let's move on to number eight. Okay. Uh, I mean, number nine. Uh, who wants to read number nine off? Hmm. Brandon Volunteer? Nope. Alright, <laughs> Pirate Love and uh, Feed. Alright, there's... Um, there, there are various different characters in these spin-off titles. What are some of the best and worst in your opinion? Uh, the be the worst, in my opinion, is Moria from Revelations Two. Yeah, um, mainly. The best. Yeah. Hold on. The best, I will say, I will either Parker or Jessica from Revelations One. Yeah, yeah. Like in my opinion, Jessica really seems like set up to be a good villain since since in the report it's implied that she actually has knows Excella, you know, from Resident Evil 5. So she is probably involved with Tricell in some way. Yeah, it she would was be a in... double agent for Tricell. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to know what she was doing when Resident Evil 5 was happening. And also probably the worst ones are those two annoying guys from Revelations 1. I really You mean Clint and Parker? No. No, Whatever fuck their name. Clint and Flynn, I think. Th Wait. Their names suck. That's all you need to know. They're terrible. I think, I basically. Think... Oh, go ahead. Ba basically, they're the two most annoying characters to ever be made in this series. Oh, I hate them. Kind of... I love them. The only thing that I know about one of them, I think the one that has like all the like Mega Man references and whatnot on him, like like he's got the little mug and he's got the little uh, uh, surf bots from. Uh, Miss Tron, Misadventures of Tron Bond. Mm -hmm. um, like, all I know is that that particular character has some connections to the to Revelations Two and a little bit to something tied to the Revelations One DLC. Um, the uh, the Samurai Edge that Jill gets as DLC in Revelations One and uh, Barry's Samurai Edge were both. Uh, Recustomized or, or, you know, like yeah, yeah, recustomized in Revelation in the Revelation series by that character, um, and they, I think they even explained that for like the uh, the weapon de details for like the replicas of those uh, those Samurai Edge uh, models or whatever. Uh, so they have some importance, but I do agree that those characters are annoying. It sounds like he took over after uh, Kendo died. Yeah, um, to yeah, kind of to an extent. I mean, it's kind of cool that uh, you know to hear that like somebody is actually like maintaining it and and maintaining those samurai edge models, and it'd be pretty cool to see like more out of that. Uh, perhaps they can do like like a uh, BSAA custom M9 or something like that in the future. That'd be pretty cool. I, I take that. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I would say that uh, as far as the various characters are concerned. I hate pretty much all of the uh, Operation Raccoon City characters with the exception of Vector. Like, I, I think I mentioned already that I just think it, it's kind of cool that there's a character that was trained under Hunk. 
and is uh, fairly similar to that character. Um, as far as characters outside of that game, um, Moira is really annoying. I don't know why they made her so annoying. Uh, she she's basically uh, gender bent Dante. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just just no. Um, <laughs> yeah um what else um trying to think who else is really bad oh yeah i i really didn't like alex wesker i really can't fucking stand alex wesker but yeah i just she really can stand that so basically she's pretty much like a knockoff wesker yeah i mean i i just really didn't like how capcom handled that like they really dropped the ball in that one in my opinion but like the idea of having like the idea of introducing more of the wesker children's school it just wasn't done that well actually well it's kind of weird yeah um but as far as um as far as like characters that i uh, other characters that i really like parker I, i didn't think he was too bad i think he can make a comeback uh, honestly, even in the mainline series, uh, who else? I'm trying to think. There's not many characters that I can think of that you were don't really. Good. You don't really like Jessica that much. I, you know what? I can't stand Jessica. She's so <laughs> Especially because of the way that she dresses, I'm like, stop, stop. She... Even Jill is more practical with her she yeah. really wanted chris's dick like yeah man. like she started off at, like she did start off as a chris fangirl oh man but um i i can can i say barry because i i just really like barry and he did kind of end up in the spinoff so he is in, he he is in the spinoff so you know you can't say yeah. that i yeah, yeah i would say I barry yeah. Barry, I thought they did actually pretty decently. Uh, yeah. They could they could have done better overall, but you know, Revelations two was just kind of meh. Uh, but yeah. but I think they did pretty well with Barry overall. They they still made Nat- it cheesy. Yeah, like I didn't like Natalia so much mainly because her voice her voice acting was so horrendously bad that I hated every time she spoke. Wasn't that bad? Come on. It, I it, really it, didn't like Barry. Oh wow! Holy <laughs> I really didn't like. Ba- I think he was just cheesy. I think that's the point. That's the, point. That's the Nat- point of the character is that he's Nat- intentionally cheesy. Natalia, Natalia, the sleuth. <laughs> oh my god, no! Um, I-, I mean, I would have to say Barry just because of nostalgia and the reason for his character. He's just a cheesy old man so there you go uh for hated characters clint and fuckface i i don't like those characters at all i i just the way they were oh my god their voices the way they act uh they act like two uh, homosexual best friends i don't know i just don't don't like them i always just assumed they were just two goofballs and they annoyed the fuck out of me every time i saw them Dude, they had a whole chapter dedicated to them. I'm like, why am I playing with these guys? What the fuck happened? So so did uh, Chris and Jessica. They had like three chapters dedicated to them, I think. Yeah, but yeah, this I'm was one. At this least was... one. At least she had one light. At least she had one likable character there instead of two unlikable ones. Jessica, I could sort of tolerate, but the way she dressed was just fucking yeah, stupid. So and ridiculous. also the way, and also the way she talked, kind of a. Me. 
Yeah, but that chapter based on those two guys, I don't know. For some reason, that just kind of... The pacing was weird because I think that's when Jill got knocked out or after. And they put these two assholes in here. I'm like, what the fuck is this? So my my reaction was just weird. I kind of wanted to get back to playing with Chris. Uh, and then, I guess, for people in Revelations 2, uh, I did not like Alex Wesker at all. I, I didn't like that idea. The fact that I think it would have been better if it was a more mysterious character. Instead of just being all out there, oh, I'm sick, uh, with something, and it doesn't make sense, and they don't explain why. Yeah, well, diabetes, Harambe diabetes, something like that. Yeah, really quick, I don't mean to interrupt, but I gotta ask you, Ren, uh, like, would you have preferred it uh, the way that I, I had suggested, where it should have been just, you know, punk with Alex Wesker? It 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 could have been something that would have been a shocker, but uh, yeah, I I think that something uh, that would have shocked the audience, or if it was very mysterious until the very end, uh, they came up with some plot twist, and that would be it after. I think that would be better than the first time you see her, she blows her brains out because she wants to do this mind transfer thing, and then you fight her later as a boss, and then it gets really strange and psychological from there, and it was like, oh man, I don't know how I feel about this. Natalia's yeah. DLC chapter says hi. It gets worse from there. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I know. I, I have it. So, that's yeah. how I feel about it. Those characters were kind of uninspiring. They Capcom always has this problem of introducing new characters and them not being interesting. Yeah, like, which is why with the spinoff, they really should just cut out, like, the new characters and just focus on the older ones instead of introducing more unlikable ones that... Well, that will, that will but... kind of kill the point of the Revolution series, in my opinion, in some sort of extent, like, have new characters into the continuity. Like, if you want to focus on old characters and stick with the main titles, though, but I like the idea of them introducing new characters with some of the old ones. So, yeah, yeah it kind of will kill the purpose of the Revolution series, in my opinion. I gotta play devil's advocate because RE7, they are cutting out uh, characters as just references. So, that's I mean, story. it yeah. is, still is happening, though, and it's yeah, unfortunate. That's a different story. They kind of yeah. terrify. Yeah, yeah but even then, we don't, we don't even know if these new characters are even unvolved, like, or even related, or even know the old characters in any way. Or, or, or interesting. Or they're when just random that, civilians. Uh, when can we go on that RE7 roast, though? I don't know, but like I said, my point is, um, if they're going to introduce something new, it has to be as compelling or as different as what is already established, and Revelations already has two established main characters from the mainline franchise, so uh, they just should iron down and make them like not expendable jackasses or just completely stupid characters like the two chuckle fucks in the first one. Or the guy that, or the guy in the second one that said, "Oh my balls." Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? Pedro, oh. I think he was a he was some annoying fuckhead that just kept saying, "Oh my balls," a lot. The, the guy who has the drill on his hand or something. Oh. Yeah. F uh, fuck him and his boss fight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like I really did not give a shit when he died. I was thinking, finally, I can stop hearing him talk. Yeah, but that was... <laughs> now that I'm just getting Vietnam flashbacks, so I think we should move on to 10. So, uh, I guess I can read this off. 
So to follow up uh, the last question, do you think any of the characters that were made specifically for those spinoff titles should make a return at other Resident Evil games? Uh, uh. Uh, I'd say maybe Jessica or Parker, because at least Jessica as a villain sounds kind of interesting. And wasn't it for Revelations 1, wasn't that ending like ambiguous as to what happened? Like you don't really yeah. know what went on? It's well, just assumed she got the virus. Yeah, like, it's implied that she worked, like, it's already been said that she works for Tricell, so that could lead into another game. Oh, with Jessica, between her and um, Parker is, like, you don't know what happened afterwards. Of course, you know what happened with Jill and Chris, because they went to the mansion and lost the nightmares. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, the two chuckle, um, you know what? Um, they are still working for the BSA and whatnot, so. Who's that guy uh, with red hair? He showed up at the end of uh, his name, but uh, Raymond? He, he ended up sa- yeah Raymond. He ended up saving uh, Parker, and that's why you see Parker at the end of the game, you know, with crutches. But you don't know what ha- you know what he does after really after that. Mm. Yeah, so I guess maybe they could bring those two characters back. I'm just throwing that out there, like if it's an unresolved uh, situation with the both of them and what they're doing behind the scenes, then maybe they can shoehorn them into. Uh, another Revelations game. Yeah. Like, Jessica being the villain of the next game wouldn't be a bad idea, per se, as long as it's kind of executed well. She is a bitch, so I can see that happening to its fullest like, effect. Like, I think I'd probably like her more as a villain than a character. Mm-hmm. What about the rest of you guys? Yeah, um, Jessica's still hot. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'd say Parker. This, Brandon wants to just hump her half-naked leg. Jesus. Hey, <laughs> don't uh, I would say um, Parker would be interesting to see come back. Um, let's see. Uh, Jessica, I would agree. Maybe they could have something where it's like um, there's some sort of like maybe rival rivalry between her and maybe Ada, uh, perhaps because they're both kind of double agents and. Oh no! You just gave me an idea. Imagine uh, those two. Ha- imagine um Jill and um Jessica having a rivalry over Chris. Oh well, you know Jill's gonna fucking get on her fucking head and snap her neck with her knees. Damn. Like, when the well, yeah. that I wanna get get killed by, but well, uh, I think I think but... it was implied that Parker and Jessica kind of had a past together, so maybe they could do something with that. Mm. Uh, we could have a Jessica sandwich. <laughs> sure. uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, something like that would be a little more interesting. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't see anyone else that we could really pull from. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, as bad as Operation Raccoon City is, I do think that like a character like Vector could work, but as long as they're not like you know. A forefront character that's you know someone that's kind of like behind the scenes sort of where you do know what he's kind of doing but you're not really sure what their intentions are stuff like that i think would work out well uh just don't bring it back any of the other revelation or i'm sorry not other uh revelations other or c characters yeah no argument there Alright, so number 11, two more questions. Who wants to read that off? Oh, fine, I'll read off number 11. 
with first person making a return into uh, Outlast Isolation 7. Oh, I'm sorry, Resident Evil 7. Uh, do <laughs> you think it would have been more ideal to revive the Survivor series? And this is something that me and Run kind of talked about a little bit. Um, and I would say, I think, like, like, like he had mentioned earlier too, um, it would have been more ideal to just kind of keep the experimenting onto side games, whereas mainline games you kind of just you know keep consistent with what you've been doing sort of thing just make sure that it's not as bad as like six um you you know i I think that it just would have been a lot safer to play around with and and see from there uh and and it could have been you know an easy like reboot sort of thing for survivor you know yeah um I just don't think that, like, you know, seeing it in a mainline title is just going to work well. And, and after what I've played and, and seeing a lot of the information that's been coming out with that game, I just don't think it's going to work well. Especially because, you know, going back to the developer that I posted a picture of earlier, uh, Kawada, you know, given that he worked on, um, you know, Revelations, which it, it's not a bad game per se, but it is overall kind of like a, just an average decent game. And then moving on to like Operation Record City and Umbrella Core, you know, he brought us games like that. And it's like, this, you know, going off of the last few titles that he's worked on, it's just like, I don't see how, you know, him working on a mainline title is a very good idea. I, I actually kind of see that as more of a, a detriment waiting to happen. Yeah, because uh, I was saying earlier, I, I don't, if they're going to do this big uh, perspective shift, into first person from third person uh that could bring a lot of risk involved with uh resident evil becoming another series where once again it suffers an identity crisis that some of the past games had an issue with especially when they converted from uh the uh fixed tank controls to over the shoulder now to first person so uh there's a lot of horror being lost between the games so I, I don't see why this wasn't the perfect opportunity to experiment with a side game that was first person. Because then you don't have to worry about the stress of uh, fans getting in your shit about this being a mainline title. Um, I think that would have been better. Uh, and they could have added some flair from Survivor, like uh, going around, uh, you know, shooting zombies, having a story that is very cohesive instead of this whole... Um, house of a thousand corpses hillbilly bullshit uh, I, I think that that would have been a lot more better uh, and it would have opened up some doors maybe if it would have worked they could have applied it to a game you know down the road with more innovation put to it instead of just uh, what we have now where the gunplay is extremely slow even in first person for seven so I, I think that that would have been much better for Capcom like they always experimented with the uh spin-off titles like uh they did the multiplayer shooter thing for ORC and Umbrella Core. So that would have been perfect for them to put that there. So that's how I feel about that. Do we know if it's like a first first person? Or can you like switch? Uh no. It's like I, I know what you're thinking too, because uh I think that started with one of the games to my memory is uh yeah, Metal Dead Gear Solid. Thir- well Dead Aim was uh third person until you got into the combat where it became first yeah person. first person well, yeah yeah but that was made more to work with the gun con than anything yeah 
Uh, I, I would like something like that, like a game where you can switch between both third yeah. and first, like MGS. That would be pretty cool for a Resident Evil title. Maybe giving the option to pick which one you want. Yeah, that too, because I, I think they had this in battle mode with Resident Evil Co-Veronica, where um, you can play in first person or third person, so maybe you can pick between the two if you prefer one over the other. That option is available either way. Uh, it gives people more options, and Capcom is not doing that with this current mainstay title, so yeah. I mean, Lost in Nightmares also had the fixed camera angle uh, Easter egg that you can do. That was pretty cool. Yeah, like, it's a nice throwback to the older games, especially when you open the doors, it kind of mimics the loading screens. Yep. Mm. So, so I, I just think that for something more experimental, they could have put that more to the spinoffs. But of course, there had to be some quality control there because you just can't put out a bad game like ORC or Umbrella Corps. So, yeah. uh, they needed Kawada to put some... does not care. He will throw anything at you and hopes it sticks. Who, who's that guy that uh, does the Resident Evil Zero remasters? Koji Oda. He, Ko he, uh, he worked on the original Resident Evil Zero uh, and then he worked, helped work on the remaster. Uh, and then there's also uh, Hirabayashi, I think, who's working on the Resident Evil 2 remake now, along with, uh, you know, Oda. So, yeah, um, get that guy. I mean, he seems like he knows what he's talking about. I don't want to just open up a video and a guy says, first Resident Evil game I played was an action-y Resident Evil title. And oh, that's... No, that, <laughs> yeah, no, that was um, that was actually for Revelations ones, um, Revelation ones port for console. Uh, they mm -hmm. had dev diaries, and the guy was like, "I like to play a lot of action games," and it, that was the first thing he opened up with. And I'm like, "Why are you working on this game then?" Yeah, that is <laughs> a bad. That's mean, just like... that's just a bad impression. Like that's the entire point. It's a bad impression. Uh, and it's not, Capcom keeps talking about going back to Roots, and that's just not a good way to go about it, to have people on board like yeah, this in higher positions. Yeah, first person, that is kind of going the, upper, the opposite way of going back to Roots. Yeah. At least in my opinion. Uh, but we'll see what happens, uh, with that game, so I guess we can move on to 12, if, uh, Ghost had anything to say on this. No, I don't actually know that all that much about Resident Evil 7. I kind of skipped out on it when I saw it was first person. Hmm. Alright, you guys done yet? Almost. Hold, hold on, Figi. We're about to do number 12. Uh, so, I'm about to do it right now. Give me... So, so uh, alright. In closing, uh, any final thoughts here? Uh, Make the spinoffs good again. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I'd, I'd like to say... Um, I would say that Revelations is the more ideal route to go with. Um, it's it's closer to what Resident Evil should be, and I think even like for the mainline stuff, it's something ideal that you should look at. I know some people don't really care for the whole oh it's a it's a hybrid between action and and horror or whatever. And I'm I'm just thinking like actually I think this works fine because you know you cater to both the action crowd who prefer the act more action oriented RE games, but you also cater to the more, uh, you know, survival horror aspects uh, crowd where, you know, people like the whole item management thing and, you know, uh, resource management and whatnot. And I think it works well. And I think it, it's uh, fine as is. Um, 
you know, as opposed to following a trend with like seven, um, you know, and then if you really have to go for a more action oriented style, mercenaries, mercenaries 3D needs to get an, you know, an HD console port or hell, just bring out all of the, all of the side modes that you have with the modern games, especially with like six, cause six has a very vast amount of, uh, you know, modes that you can go through. Put them all into one game where you can either play single player against AI or online play, and I think that would just work just fine. You know, and then you could just keep updating the game with like either new maps or new characters and, and new loadouts and things of that nature, and I think people would just absolutely love it. Yeah. And then, I... uh, and then yeah. if you listen to any of the ideas that we had on Outbreak either an Outbreak remake or reboot, and um, we should be good from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I pretty much agree, uh, like, yeah. 100%. Uh, I think they should take those ideas and run with them. Um, Capcom, you know where to find me. Hire me. Well, you know how to contact me. You ended up contacting me before, so <laughs> I'm not give, a hard person to get a hold of. Give us money for this project. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I, I think that what they need to do is basically what Dom said. Take something that was innovative for the side games or the main games, expand on them to the best of your ability, and uh, make sure you make some good concepts out of Outbreak or Survivor or the stuff that you have on the table. Make something new but something good because, as I said, once again, that quality control is very important. Uh, I'd say don't make a garbage first-person shooter Resident Evil game. I think they already did. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, but uh, drill bit, you have anything to add before we sign out? Well, not really. Dom pretty much covered everything I was gonna say. Though I would say probably try to bring Outbreak back, since that really does need to be brought back to modern consoles. All right, and uh, we're about to do these outros. So before Brandon goes back to Fab to his PS4, let's start with him first. Fuck off. And no, uh, the reason why I toned down because you got talking about Resident Evil Seven again, and it's like, oh, uh, here we go again. Just tune out. Look, go back yeah, to Factor that PS4. I'm going here again, so do, here's the thing. Do My, your outro. Um, Twitter and YouTube, Arcade Magic Five Hundred Four. Mister Dom. Uh, you can find me on YouTube as BioDevil underscore Dom. Same on Twitter, and then on Twitch, it's Dom twenty four nineteen ninety six. Let, let, let's bring on that roast for seven soon, please. Yeah, I'm sure. Let's make it happen. Uh, Drillbit? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Drillbit777. And let's let's just, well, let's just hope Resident Evil 7 is either good or bad. I mean, I'm more leaning towards bad, but I am always remain optimistic. Uh, what about you, Ghost? Uh, you can find me on Twitch and YouTube as Ghost Blue, but Blue is in Japanese. Uh, yeah, don't ruin Resident Evil. <laughs> Alright, and my name is Ren Operative underscore on Twitter. You can find me on YouTube at Renegade Operative. Uh, I am going to play this demo, uh, go in with open mind, but I'm not expecting that much. I'm definitely not expecting to have my sauce blown up by RE7, so... Uh, well, only time will tell, so you'll see my first impressions of that very soon. Uh, side games, pretty good discussion that we had so far. 
Uh, I'm going to have this up sometime later tonight. So you people out in YouTube land, hopefully you guys enjoyed this video and discussion. And as always, take care. Yeah. Peace out, girls. I kept the recording. Oh, that was fun.